Southern FM, this is Beyond the Boundary. Good morning, welcome to another edition of Beyond the Boundary, your home of local football in 2019. Carl Bianco is my name. Joining me across the table this morning is the one, the only, Wayne the Bug Fuller. Good morning, Wayno. Morning, Carl. Morning, listeners. How, how's things? Good. That's good. Going well. Good day at the footy yesterday? Uh, yes. It wasn't the best game of football to watch, but right. the Bloods got over the line with the four points. And, yeah, it wasn't the best game I've watched of local footy for a while. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Morty, do all right, though? Uh, yeah. Just got there. Oh, well. Anyway, that, that's football and moving yeah. to next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. One week at a time. Grab the four points. and In, Inside the four walls. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Speaking of that, that's coming up shortly. Hey, and uh, this week, our theme that we're going with is, what's your favourite footy ground to go to watch footy at? Or what's your favourite footy ground that you've ever played footy at? Because, I don't know if you know this, Wayno, today we return to Linton Street to have our first game played for uh, match points in, wow, what are we now? Uh, 14 years. 2005 was the last time they played a VFL game for, for points at Linton Street. And they're doing the same thing today. And it's free for anybody who wants to come down and, and watch a good game of footy between Sandy and Frankston. And if you can't get down, we'll be broadcasting it live from 2pm this afternoon. So it's going to be fantastic to, to see that. You've got a busy day, Cole. Yeah, I do. Got a bit of a long day today, but it's good. It's going to be good fun. Hammers is going to be calling the action later on with Kuda. I'll be there and, and, and the team as well. So look forward to calling our first game from Linton Street. That's going to be fun. Yeah, fan. and they'll get a crowd. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because as I said, free entry. Yes. I, I can't set it up to, to charge people at the moment. Well, we'll get to that in inside the four walls. Oh, look forward to it. You can text us in any time on 0404 We want to hear from you this morning. What's your favourite footy ground to go watch footy at? Or what's the favorite, your favourite footy ground you've ever played footy at? Or just in general, it could have been a ground you, you, you went to for an interleague competition or you just happened to stumble across when you're on a holiday somewhere in regional Victoria. You just, you just never know these things, Bug. It could be from yeah, anywhere. There is, isn't there? Yeah, there'd, there'd be a few that you would have enjoyed going to in your yeah. time. Yeah, off the top of my head, Deacon Reserve in Shepparton. Yeah. Lovely ground. Good ground? Very good ground. Good patch of grass? Yeah. Well, yeah. they play AFL um, pre-season games on it. Yeah? Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very true. I reckon, for me, from our time involved with the Southern Footy League, going to Springvale during finals has always been fun. Uh, yes, depends on the weather. Yeah, depending yep. on the weather. Well, if you think about some of the grand final, oh. grand final days at Springvale <laughs> Reserve. Oh. oh, the year was a Dingley and Morty Elk that year. It was a 10-goal win down one end or something. But do you remember it was oh. like... Uh, the, oh, oh. It was oh jeez, I don't know what it is. It's like a wind tunnel there. It like it's yep. an yep. unusual weather there, mm. like always, yeah. and in particular on grand finals. Shout a good ground to watch footy at. Yeah, Heatherton, Heatherton, the, the second home of football. Home of football. Yeah, <laughs> according Saint to St Paul's is good to watch footy, footy at. Yeah, uh, St Kilda City. But even like Boss James Reserve too. Boss James the Reserve. That's perfect. That's yep. like a, almost a replica of Linton Street. St Bede's. Yes, yes. There's some good grounds. Yeah, I mean you got to. 
give it to the councils as well. They do a pretty good job of... Uh, well, they're making inroads at the moment with a lot of clubs. So yeah. new light towers, new rooms, new surfaces. So new the facilities. next couple of years, the facilities are getting better in the local area. Yeah. New Takes st- time. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You'd know, being oh, Well, a lot of clubs are going through what Morty Alec went through, and you've got to sacrifice 18 months of, you know, a bit of a hard yakker. But once you get the new rooms, the dividends pay off. How's level one going at the moment? Uh, good. Yeah. yeah, had a few up there yesterday, obviously playing Cheltenham in a, the local derby, and it's good that both clubs get up there in friendly banter, which was good yesterday. Everyone knows each other, and there's, you know, everyone wants to win, but yesterday was a good day of fun banter. That's good. Good to hear. Caught up with Broke, broke Even. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah, that's good. Going how's, well. how's he going? He's going well. They're, they're looking good they, this year, the Rosales? Yeah, but there's a massive injury blow down at Cheltenham. We'll get to that. Yeah, I think I might have heard mm. about that. Anyway, 0404-000-736. That's the number we want to hear from you on this morning. If you have a favourite footy ground of uh, your own that you'd like to share with us this morning, that is our theme. But, Wayne, it's time to get into one of our favourite segments that we like to call... On Beyond the Boundary. We know within the four walls of the club, once you're inside those four walls... Inside the four walls. Inside the four walls. I'm sure you just got a list of plenty. I certainly have. I'll kick it off inside the four walls, as I just mentioned before. The unfortunate news coming out of the Cheltenham Football Netball Club is the knee injury to their star recruit, Mike Cook, who is having an ACL knee reconstruction. Mm. Unfortunately, he went down against Bentley in the Anzac Day game, and um, the news came through during the week that he's going under the knife. So, very sad. Mm. A calibre footballer who's played AFL football and good VFL football for Sandy over the years comes into our competition, which is bringing better players into our league, and unfortunately goes down on with a knee injury on top of Josh Fox the year before for obviously did it at um, Coburg. So yeah. it's cruel, yeah, very cruel. So hopefully he recovers and Mike Cook gets back on the park. Yeah, you just sort of can't help but wonder what the main cause of ACLs are. Like, is it just the fact that some players have had history, they have weak tendons? Like, who knows? There's a number of factors, yeah. I suppose, that come into to factor when you when somebody does do an ACL. Yeah. But turning the wrong way, yeah, awkwardly. Because yeah. um, you can't always you can't blame the grounds. No, like mm. some will be harder than others. Obviously, yep. harder decks, but yeah, no, that's, that's disappointing. Here. Disappointing, but hopefully he'll get he'll get back on the park. Mm. But he'll still help him out off, off oh, ground. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good Being football brain. Good club person and whatnot. Anything else? Uh, inside the four walls, apparently this year there'll be no Hall of Fame night for the Southern Football Netball League. Each mm. year, for the last couple of years, we've had it at um, Woodlands Golf Club. Mm. But from what I've been told, that they've knocked that on the head. And that will be held maybe every two to three years. Which okay. is, I enjoy those nights. Yep. And I like the Hall of Fame inductees because it's history. So, yeah, going to miss me um, Wednesday night, which leads into an early Thursday morning. Mm. Yeah, so... i got one for you. Okay, yep. Inside the four walls, I've heard that uh, a couple of football clubs aren't exactly happy with the coverage they've been getting of, of uh, particular events of their own football clubs. Correct. Inside the four walls. Yes, that's correct. A couple of... I noticed last Saturday... There was no media exposure of any Southern Football Netball League games right through all the divisions where in the past we've had, um, you know, the caravan of coverage or, and on the radio. And um, unfortunately last week there was no nothing at all, mm. at all. So mm. those people who sit at home with listening to the Southern FM match of the day on the radio, well, obviously now there's no more of that. 
and it's all on the on the app. Got another one for you, actually. Yep. Inside the four walls from a local footballer. I'm not sure whether or not he's ever played in the Southern League, but I know. I mean, he's he's not a bad footballer. He's gone to play in regional areas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he, yeah, he's gone to the regional areas to play football. But uh, I was having a little chat to him last night, and he might be coming back to footy around this area soon. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah. good to hear. Inside the four walls, what I'm hearing also this year that there'll be no Southern Football Netball League football finals at Linton Street, Marabin, mm. due to um, the swimming pool being put in soon and the grandstand, which is going to seat a 1,000 people. Mm. And obviously, if people are going there today to Linton Street, you'll notice there's no fence around the perimeter of the, the ground. So, yeah. um, unfortunately, there'll be no football at Linton Street this year for the Southern League, so don't know where we're heading. I don't really think that's a shock to a lot of people, though. Oh, well, yeah, a lot of people thought we were going back to Moorabbin this year to play the finals there, but unfortunately St Kilda have that that project they've got to get done. Mm. Well, if, you know, the progression had gone a little bit quicker mm. as far as the development goes and the stages, like, because initially it was only supposed to be, you know, St Kilda section, South, Southern Footy, Nepal League, the South Metro Junior Junior Football League, and then they needed to accommodate for the women's yep. as well to be able to have enough change rooms for women's football and for men's footy. Obviously, that's what they're doing at the moment. There's yeah. construction down there at the moment, and once mm. they've done that for the women's, yeah, then they move into the swimming pool in the grandstand. So that's yeah. happening in maybe June, July, August. Yeah, but I think because women's footy has progressed so oh, yeah. quickly at a rapid rate, with so many juniors playing women's footy, and now also in the senior. Uh, areas as well and also mm. in the VFLW and AFLW um, because the St Kilda AFLW team is going to be based out train of there. Yep. Linton Street yeah they're, the they're southern there. it's the Southern Saints southern that, they're Saints playing at midday yeah, that's yeah, right yeah they're there today yep. Um, so yeah the, the girls that's going to turn into the AFLW team mm. which I believe is getting up and running next year yep. uh, from 2020 a lot of teams have got their first year in the competition of AFLW so yeah, it really is going to be a massive sporting hub, Linton Street, it once it's fully developed. Mm. Um, and then when they've built the pool and the grandstand, yeah, it's I going to be see, massive. Uh, it'll be used probably nearly every night and yeah. every weekend. So Hopefully not too overused. Well, that's the thing. That's, You've got to work you know, out. And obviously St. Kilda train on it, so they'll be very cautious of letting teams or clubs train on it. So Yeah. Yeah, you can't help but wonder, like, though, whether or not they should have invested in a bigger grandstand because you could have had No it. idea, yeah. I reckon, you know, the, I don't know if you saw during the week, a debate came up uh, and about the possibility of the Western Oval yes. being redeveloped to be able to play AFL football there again within the next five years. Mm. What do you reckon about that? Great. Yeah? Footy back in the, the local grounds. Yeah. No roof. Mm. See, I got in yeah. a bit of a Twitter argument because I saw that and I thought, well... Okay, that's great for the western area, but what about the southeast? Mm. I, I I reckon Linton Street is as good in, at the moment, even in the development, and once it's finished, it'll be just as good, if not better. AFL should be investing in a proper grandstand there, and yep. you know, you create a 20,000, 25,000 seater there, you can play AFL games in Moorabbin again. And you've got Hawthorne moving to Dingley within the next 10 years. So mm. Imagine that, you could have yeah. Hawthorne St Kilda at Moorabbin. That's right, yeah. Because Hawthorne will be at Dingley. Two AFL clubs in the city of Kingston. You're laughing. Mm. It's amazing. And it also assists with grassroots footy, which I think is really struggling at the moment. 
well, you're across right, yeah. all facets. Yep. To the point where, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think some leagues that are around right now, even ones that we've been involved with, may not necessarily Ooh, be around much longer. It's been a debate. I don't, look, I don't no, know. No, it's, you're I'm right. no expert. But no, no, inside the four walls, what I'm hearing, um, it's not sounding uh, too some good. clubs, and I'll be honest, some clubs are just year to year. You know what I mean? So it's tough out there at the moment. And and in, inside the four walls, I think the under-19 competition in the Southern League now, we're down to seven teams. What I heard, what I heard during the week that um, Murray and Bina have pulled the pin. Unfortunately, right. Um, yesterday I heard Doveton Eagles had pulled the pin. I know they forfeited yesterday. So, yeah. and then there was a buy, and the remaining seven clubs, if I'm correct, remain are Bentley, Cheltenham, St Kilda City, Dingley, Oakley Districts, East Brighton, and Endeavour Hills slash Keysborough. So. That's a concern with only seven seven teams left in the under nineteen competition. So Endeavour Hills teamed up with Keysborough. Keysy, yeah. Right. So yeah, don't know. And a couple of years ago, I can remember we had something like sixteen teams. Oh. And we had two Cheltenham teams. It was, was going to be the thing. And um, I know yesterday with Chelt, their boys have only played under nineteens. Might have only played one game, and then they've had a buy and a forfeit. They had to play some of their boys in the reserves yesterday, and. A, because and some are playing in the seniors because they're just not playing football. You know the sad thing is though. It's sad it is. It, it, that in general is sad. But the people that got this up and running and worked so hard to get it up and running oh, as well yep. in the Southern League, but um, you know also in other leagues as well. Other other leagues don't seem to be having as much of an issue. No, with their 19s. Oh look at what's deal I was yeah. speaking to a bloke the other day at the footy. They've what, got like three two, three yeah. three under nineteen teams. I said. Geez, I wouldn't mind just having one at Morty Alec. But, but what, anyway, what yeah. do we do? That's right. What, do we get do we restructure? Do we, do yeah. we yeah? Do we restructure this under nineteen comp to under seventeen competition, under eighteen competition? But at the moment, it's not looking viable for next season because those kids, if they don't come through the the senior grades, they'll go. Yeah. Well, I know for a fact. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this before, Wayne, but in South Metro Juniors, I believe like under fifteen, under sixteen, there gets a point where Hampton Rovers and East Brighton. Create a combo team. Oh, okay. So they call yep. them the Brighton Rovers. Yep. And they wear like a combined strip of Hampton Rovers and East Brighton. Yep. Um, I don't. I, I. I don't. I can't remember the reasoning behind it, but I know that that's sort of become a bit of a tradition in that year, mm. year group. So I think clubs in general doesn't matter if it's from the Southern League or from the MOs need to start talking to each other mm. and and get the support of AFL Victoria to make sure that well yeah you know players are evenly distributed between all clubs and if it comes to a point where you know the MOs no for a known fact they do have more players oh. contributing to the under 19 competition straight through the school yeah, yeah. but they should, AFL Victoria should be doing something about it and saying right this should be a lo- local competition, mm. a combined like South, East and under-19s, for, yeah, for well, argument's yeah. sake. Try, try something, because next year, at the moment, if you only got seven teams, I can't see the Southern League having an under-19 competition next year. Which... It's just not viable. It's not right. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and not to say that I would dis- disencourage you know, under-19s from playing resis or seniors football. Give them a game of footy. That's fine, yep. because if you look at, you know, I use this example because it's the best example, I think, in the area, St. Paul's, Yep, they have had a heap of their under-19s players come up and play senior footy. Or one-pointers. Bentley as well. Bentley do it, Cheltenham do it, Dingley do it, they're in their own backyard. Now, if we don't have an under-19 competition next year or, year or it doesn't get restructured, the, these kids will go and play at Bo Morris, Old Mentonians, you know, mm. St. Bede's and... Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but anyway, let's hope the the powers to be can sit down from now and we can map something out because 
Yeah. We need under-19 footy. We need to get that fixed. We might ask Joe Pignataro, our next guest, about how the under-19s are faring in the, the MOs because he, he covers VAFA for us uh, here on 88.3 Southern FM sometimes, and he'll be joining us right after this break here on Southern FM. This is Beyond the Boundary, your home of local football in 2019. It's 10 minutes to 11 o'clock. In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon, you can hear all the latest Australian releases on the all-new Saturday Osmosis. Interviews with the artists and live studio performances. All new, all Australian, all genres, all good. All-new Saturday Osmosis, every Saturday morning from 10 until noon. If you're thinking about joining Australia's growing volunteer community, then get started at govolunteer.com.au. Go Volunteer lists thousands of volunteering opportunities and you can search for positions to suit your interests in your own area. Helping others in their time of need makes volunteering a very rewarding experience. More volunteers are needed by many organisations, so don't think about it any longer. Get started right now and check out govolunteer.com.au. It's a free service from Volunteering Australia. Join Molly, that's me, and Fluoro, that's me, for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturdays 4 till 5pm, for gardening tips, community announcements, fresh produce recipes and 80s and 90s music. You can give us a call with any gardening questions. We'll also chat about what's going on in your back and front yard and many other beautiful gardens in the wonderful Bayside area. That's Molly's Blooming Hour, 4 till 5, Saturday afternoons, proudly sponsored by Vasily's Garden Centre. Today, when you think of medical research, you think of stem cell research and Australian Lions Clubs have made the difference in stem cell research. Their contribution has led to the first adult brain stem cell cultures in Australia and your donations have made this possible. And just as a pebble thrown into a pond sends out a ripple in all directions, Lions Club support of the Spinal Cord Society has spread out to the international search for a cure for spinal cord injury. Ed, you're listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of uh, local footy in 2019. 0404000736 is the number you can get in contact with us on this morning. And, Bug, we've had a message in from our old mate Donners who can't be with us this week. He's basically said, good show, listening, missing your main man, though. Uh, I don't know oh, what, yes. don't know what you're talking about, Donners. I thought I was the main man, but that's okay. How about the old Zavs going big against D-La yesterday, Carl? Go Zavs, see you next week, Donners. He needs to lift. Mm. This is the second week that he's been away in a footy season. Not good enough. Yeah. By my watch. That's $15 into the uh, end of footy season trip <laughs> by him. But anyway, that's okay. Or is he Phil Pollen way or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's going to catch up with our old mate Brad Sinclair. Yeah, hey Brad, <laughs> yes. Good man, Brad. Uh, good on you, Brad, if you're listening this morning. 
So, Bug, we, we can't get on to Joe right now. But, Come on, Joe, uh, turn your phone on. I'll, I'll, I'll try calling him one more time to see if I can get on to him. But in the meantime, uh, we, we haven't done this for a couple of weeks, but I reckon that you're looking a bit angry about something, mate. So should we get into this? Get into it. All right. On Beyond the Boundary. That's 50. That's 50. 50 metres. Let's go 50 metres. That's 50. That's 50. I've got two. Okay. I'll kick off the first one. It's only me. Leave your dogs at home. Oh. <laughs> we have this issue every year, <laughs> okay. and I'm sick of it. So if you come into local <laughs> footy on a Saturday, please leave your dog at home just for a couple of hours. You know, you won't miss it for that long. So that's one. And my second one is, I know fees are going up in the Southern League and we're all going to pay for the costs and all that, but I, this is only me again, beer prices. We all like going to the local footy and having a, having a beer and a hamburger, but I think the going rate at most clubs is $5 a can, Cole, which I think's reasonable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I haven't been to every ground yet so far this year, but I am hearing that some clubs may be charging five fifty or six dollars a can now. Um, clubs have to do it to keep up with all these bills that are coming in and all the overheads, but um, it's getting a little bit tad expensive for the local punter and his mates who want to go and watch a local game of footy, and then they get to the ground and your mate comes back with three cans and he goes, "I've just been stung six bucks a can, and I've had a hamburger with a lot." Hmm. It adds up, but um, again, I'm only hearing hearing that I haven't been to every ground, but I'll keep my eyes and ears open, and when I make my way to the bar, I'll just check all clubs' um, beer prices. So. Most clubs, I'm, I know, are charging $5 a can, mm. which I think is reasonable. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I'll ask you another question on the topic of that and, you know, buying a reasonably priced cool beverage. Yep. Do you get it in a can or have they been pouring it in a plastic cup? No, can, can. Can. Yep. But And the thing too, I know I keep repeating myself, I know prices and, you know, the things are going up, but... What it does do, it does encourage blokes to bring their own alcohol. Word does get out and, mm. you know, I won't use any clubs as an example, but they might say, oh, next time you go to so-and-so club, I'll let you know. It's nearly at six bucks a can. You go, is it really? So what blokes will do, they'll grab their own and they'll stand on the far side yeah. because they're not prepared to, especially in a shout with three or four blokes, you know what I mean? So your jaw drops when you come back and you go, geez, it just stung me 550 a can or six bucks. So mm. anyway, I'll monitor that. But, you know, if clubs are doing it, well, they, they have to do it, you know mm. what I mean? So, But that's my – that's 50, and I think a lot of people do agree with me because, yep. you know, you are starting to deter, deter blokes not coming to local footy. Yeah. We all love our local footy on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, Wayne, that – that's fifty. That's fifty. That's fair. That's fair. Did you have two? You said you had a second one. Yeah, that's a beer. That was the beer prices. Yes. Yeah. And, and my first one was leave the dogs at home. All oh, right. Yeah. No, that's fair. I'll be interested to watch that next couple of weeks. I'll have to go. All the grounds will go. I bet you they're there. You know what I mean? Oh. And the footy record. Okay, I've got one as well. <laughs> I've got one as well. My that's fifty is to the timekeepers and also to the umpires out there. Now, look. There was an incident that occurred in one of the leagues out there recently where one team was awarded the win. However, it was reviewed and the result was overturned and the win was given to the other team that lost. Okay. Now, for me, that's inexcusable. I don't care 
if you're a junior goal umpire or if you're a senior umpire or if you're a timekeeper, everybody knows better than to get to the end of the game and not have everybody checking the final scores together. And there should always be a somewhat senior umpire overlooking these football matches when there are junior umpires involved. Well, they do have um, goal umpire coaches. Mm-hmm. But not there on the day. They, they do go around the games and, yeah, yeah. I, I see them. Well, yep. there should be one at every ground, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. or going, watching a half Especially football. Especially if you've got the young kid, yeah, correct. If you've yep. got, you, you should have one senior goal umpire and one junior goal umpire. Because at least if something does go wrong, the senior umpire, goal umpire can be like, look, I actually think we should double check this mm. so that we don't have situations like this. Now, from what I understand, somebody had to watch the footage... Correct. Right. Footage of the game to declare the result, to to confirm the result was, in fact, in need of being overturned. And luckily, it was on video. (laughs) I know. But then the the club that was initially awarded the win made a fair comment. This whole video system wasn't for that purpose. Correct. Yeah. So how does this come about? Like, how do you solve this? I I think you you just make sure that it's right on the day, first of Mm. all. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. How, how can this happen? Mm. Sorry, I no disrespect to the the younger goal umpires. They're learning. That's fair enough. I'm, you can't throw that mm. on them. And we need them. Yeah, but you've got timekeepers that have done this for long enough. That's and we're awful. a lucky league because you know we, we don't have to supply goal umpires and boundary umpires. Imagine if we went back to the dark old ages and every Thursday night you're running the boundary way and you're doing the goals. It, 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 you know what I mean? It, it, you don't want to go back down that, that path. So it's good to have a whole set of umpires for reserves and seniors on a Saturday afternoon, including the thirds. I think the thirds supply their own umpires, but under-19s, women's footy, we need them. But the thing is, like, we can get it right in other yep. uh, 95% of the time. And they train, the goal umpires train one night a week from what I'm hearing, so... Anyway, that, hopefully that won't happen again and we move on and we encourage to people to get involved and if you want to run the boundary and go on pie or field, getting, field umpire, get in contact with the league and get involved. And I just want to put it out there, I'm a big fan of umpires. I respect their no job. No umpires, no game. Exactly right. We don't have a game of footy without the umpires. So keep up all the good work, umpires, in your, in your local leagues and, and keep doing what you're doing. Wayne, we've got to get to another break because we're going to be joined by Nathan Wright from Sandringham to have a look ahead to the match of the day, which we'll be broadcasting live on Southern FM this afternoon from 2pm. And uh, Joe Pignataro has gotten back to me. Good. We'll be chatting to him a little bit later on with everything in the world of VAFA. So we make sure we'll make sure that question about the under nineteens gets put to him as well and what he reckons that the key is to having a successful competition based off his experiences. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in twenty nineteen. 0404 000 736 is the number you can text us in on this morning. Still want to hear from you what your favourite footy ground is to go and watch footy at or what your favourite footy ground is has been to play at, or just go to, really, because there's a lot of good ones out there, and we want to hear from you this morning. 0404 000 736 is the number. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. Back with Nathan Wright from the Sandringham Football Club right after this. Miracles do happen. The Bionic Ear 
corneal transplants, cord blood, a child with cerebral palsy moves by themselves. Lions make it happen. You can help make things happen too by joining a club today. There's more than 1,400 Lions clubs across Australia and there's one near you. Help your community, make great friends and gain the skill of leadership. To find out more, log on to lionsclubs.org.au now. We're Lana and Penny. Join us on The Vibe every second Sunday, 12 to 2pm on 88.3 Southern FM. The Vibe is all about health and happiness. It certainly is. And we talk about things a bit like this. Drawn to drawn... <laughs> Good Lord. Blah, 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 blah. Put your teeth back in, Pen. <laughs> Where's the turkey? Gosh. <laughs> there we go. Remember, Remember get, get happy and stay happy on The Vibe. Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. Hyatt Neighbourhood Community House is dedicated to creating a welcoming community atmosphere through running affordable classes and events for all ages and abilities. Featured classes include playgroup, art, fitness and teen gaming, plus room hire. Key events include Higher Ground, Photography Competition, Lion's Den and Hyatt Hub Livingston Street Party. Sharing the space with the Hyatt Seniors and Greek Seniors, we are located at 2 Livingston Street, Hyatt. To get in touch, call 9555 3797 or visit our website at hyatt.org.au. The Sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM. You heard correctly, 88.3 Southern FM, your home of local footy and also your home of the Sandringham Zebras in 2019. Hey, Bug, big day of footy today. Massive day. Massive day, and we love broadcasting the Sandringham Zebras games, and we did so for the first time a couple of weeks ago, where Sandy broke the duck and they got their first win of the season, which was good to see them beat Williamstown yes. on the home deck down at Trevor Barker Oval. And they unleashed a very good footballer on the wing, Ooh. Sandy. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple of good footballers out there. Nice little debutant as well. Yes. Brother of the skipper. Mm. But we're lucky enough to be joined by Nathan Wright, who did join us a couple of weeks ago, but it's always good to have him on for a chat about everything, Sandy. Nath, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on a match day, mate, and, and we really appreciate you, you joining us. Uh, how, are you, how are things with you? Last time we checked in, you were still a couple of weeks away. Uh, are you pulling on the boots today? Yeah, back today, which is, um, which is exciting. Um, so I had a couple of weeks off, and uh, we had the bye last week. So, um, yeah, back into it today, and then hopefully we can continue the form, obviously, that you spoke about um, last game with Williamstown. Um, we're able to get our sort of game back and um, looking forward to you know getting out there and doing it again today. Nathan Wayne Fuller, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Wayne. How are you? Um, how's the team looking today? I noticed um, Kay Owen's back in. Yeah, he's back in, yep. yep. Anyone, yeah, yourself's yep. obviously back in. Anyone, the ins and outs? Uh, oh, pretty similar yep. um, to the week before. Obviously, as you mentioned, you know, Kai comes in, which is, um, you know, really good for us. He's um, you know, a quality player. Um, he's still pretty young, so he's learning the game. Um, but, you know, he's got a lot of raw talent, so it's exciting for us to have him back um, up forward or 
wherever he plays. Um, so, yeah, good to have him back and good for the fans as well because he likes sort of, you know, jumping on packs and going for his mark, so it's exciting to see. I had a look at him on Anzac Day, play for Cheltenham in the Southern Footy Netball League and um, played on a wing and really good. Yeah, he is there. Like, he's got a lot of attributes, yeah. um, which, you need, which you do need in, um, you know, modern football. You need to be sort of, you know, tall, agile, quick. Um, and, you know, he's got all that. So he's got a lot of potential. So um, we'll just keep working with him and, you know, trying to progress him. And, um, yeah, we're very lucky to have him on our team, that's for sure. And the Seckles, are they going all right? Yeah, they're going well, mate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, um, obviously led by um, the senior, who's the skipper. Yes. And then, uh, you know, the younger bar- uh, brother, Darius, has come in and he- he's done really well, to be honest. He's, um, he's fitted in seamlessly and he had a really good debut. Um, so hopefully, you know, he can, you know, do the same today and we'll see how we go. So you, you go down to RSEA Park, which it's, it's great to see VFL football returning to such a, a, a ground uh, that's got great history. Have you had a chance to, to train down there during the week or is it just straight into it for you boys this week? Yeah, so we've had a few uh, sessions uh, down at RSCA Park over the pre-season. Uh, we've been lucky enough to obviously use the facilities, but we did have our main session there on Thursday night, um, which was good. So, you know, some of the boys that might not have trained there in the pre-season got to feel the ground and, um, you know, got familiar uh, familiar with it. So, yeah, it's not that new to us, but obviously first time playing there, so it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. And... Uh... Frankston, your opponents today, what uh, are you sort of expecting to play up against today? Uh, yeah, I, I guess um, these days, you know, you've got to respect every opposition. Um, you know, the, the competition's so even across the board. Um, even in the AFL now, like, it's pretty hard for tipsters to sort of get a win these days because, like, you just never know. So um, we're just looking to bring our game. Obviously, we had a slow start to the season. Um, you know, we, we got it going... A couple of weeks ago against Willie, um, so we're just focusing on what we can control today um, and then play our, our football and obviously, you know, first game on the home deck at RSCA Park, so, you know, in front of the um, the fans and back at the homeland of Moorabbin, so uh, yeah, we're just looking forward to it. Won't have uh, Hunter Clark helping you out this week, unfortunately, because uh, he did get a gig for St Kilda. In uh, an unfortunate result for them, but uh, onwards and upwards this this afternoon, hopefully for for Sandringham. Uh, but uh, I notice uh, Tom Laments is going to have a uh, go. Uh, what role will, do you reckon he'll be playing? Will he play more forward or in ruck? Or how how will he help you out today? Uh, not too sure. Um, he's obviously pretty like you know pretty flexible. Yep. Uh, position wise, so he might just have to, you know, fill a few holes for us where need be. Um, you know, he might pinch hit in the ruck, uh, up forward, and he's even done a little bit down back as well. So, okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess he might fill a few spots for us, but he's um, he's a really good player. So wherever he is, um, I'm sure he'll do a really good job and play his role. Just looking with your backup club, Nathan. Obviously, it's St. Bede's, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yep. Have you actually played with St. Bede's? Uh, no, I haven't played any games yet. Okay. Um, I've, I've, yeah, so went down to a couple of sessions pre-season. Yep. Um, got to know the boys and that, and then uh, watched them round one yep. uh, against Parkdale, which they had a good win, so that was nice to see. But yeah, I, I know a couple of the boys down there, and obviously we have a few at Sandy as well. Correct, um, yeah. Braden O'Toole. And... So, yeah, yeah, a couple of men. And yeah, as you mentioned, Braden O'Toole is um, you know, playing Sandy at the moment. He's doing really well. He's impressed. I just well, noticed, yeah. I just noticed with the St. Bede's team yesterday, they had uh, obviously Billy Hartung's playing down there this year, and um, Jack Hellier 
ran out with his club yesterday for St. Bede's. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, Hartung's down there, so um, they've got a good bunch of um, boys down there, it's mm. just a great club, like all the boys just, you know, enjoy, enjoy playing football and um, just have a bit of fun, so it's an awesome club. Can you see yourself play, playing a game, if you if you had a buy or you, if you're available? <coughs> yeah. Or, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, we obviously had a buy last week, but I was, um, Still in, I was yeah. injured, so wasn't wasn't great timing, but... Uh, not too sure. We obviously have you know two buys throughout the year. Yep. Um, so it just depend on the body, see how the body's right, going, yeah. and um, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. And uh, the group, how how are they all going? Uh, having had come off the buy last week, feeling all refreshed in the lead up to today's game against Frankston. Yeah, everyone's really good. You know, we had a because they're playing Sunday. We had a big session on Thursday night. Yep. Um, obviously at Marabin, so mm. uh, it was a really good you know training session. Um, you know, all the boys are up and about. And, yeah, as I said, it's an awesome deck, so everyone's pumped to be playing there. And uh, the the buy always freshens you up. So, um, yeah, I think everyone's feeling ready to go and, yeah, ready to hit the ground running today. What did you get up to yesterday? Uh, just work, mate. Oh. <laughs> um, what, yeah, Wayne, Wayne's really keen to know what you do for work. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with Ray White and Morty Alex, so just... Ah, oh, do you really? So Saturday's um Saturday's game day. So it was a big day yesterday. Yeah, selling houses on a on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, trying to. Yeah, it's a plan. <laughs> I see. Um, Luke Luke Dunstan was down at Morty Ellick yesterday watching his brother run around for Cheltenham in the seconds. Oh yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just in the crowd, so. Yep. <laughs> oh, very good. Now I know this as well. You have got Nathan Brown helping you out in the the back line. How how big of an addition is that to to help out today? That should be huge for you guys. Yeah, that's that's massive. Like you know, as you know, he's a um, he's a you know experienced AFL player. Um, you know, he's played against some of the best forwards in the comp um, at AFL level. So it's unfortunate for him, but obviously really good for us to have him. Um, you know, down today because um, he's just so experienced and he's a big body. So he'll take you know the key forward from Frankston and hopefully shut him out. And you know, he just plays his role week in week out. So um, you know, unfortunate for him, but obviously for us, we're pretty um, lucky to have him down. Beautiful stuff, and and do you know what kind of role you'll be you'll be playing today? Uh, yeah, probably mostly just as that small forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, round one I sort of played a little bit of, of, of wing, but that was just circumstances with the team that we had. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing today majority small forward, bit of pressure in that. But um, yeah, we'll just see how we go. Maybe you know inside or through the wing, but um, yeah, I'll start up forward. All right, and uh, how many disposals are you going to have? How many goals are you going to kick? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, look, yeah, 10 goals there. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I reckon you, you're definitely in with a chance to kick 10 today, uh, as as everybody else. No, look, Nathan, we really appreciate you giving us some of your time today. It's it's a big day. It's it's game day, and uh, you're, you're obviously in the prep in the lead-up to the big match of the day, which we'll be broadcasting this afternoon from 2 p.m. So, mate, we really enjoy having you on for a chat whenever you're available for us and appreciate you giving us some of your time this morning in the lead-up to the big game against Frankston this afternoon. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys, and thanks for having me. Good, Good on you, Nathan. Nathan Wright joining us this morning here on Beyond the Boundary on 88.3 Southern FM. I love the access they give us, Sandringham. They've been good. Very, very good. They've been really good. They're present on the show, David Knitso. Yep. They're right behind us, and it's really good. Yeah, and... Uh, and he's real good too, Nathan, right, to have a chat to. And Especially on game, on, on on game day. So yeah. I think today's result, after watching Franks in the other week, it's mm. oh, that's men playing boys today. Looking so a bit dim. It could be. It could be a bit mm. nasty.
But well, anyway, get down there at yeah. two fifteen kickoff. Hey, I tell you what, yep. it's going to be marvellous. Fantastic. Beautiful Footy facility. at Linton Street. Yep, and they've got the Moorabbin Social Club there. Yep. So you can get down there and enjoy a nice cool beverage and, and get a good view of the ground with the new mm. new uh, uh, refurb that they've done there. It's in beautiful nick. Local footy. Local footy at the home of footy. Yep, Linton Street, Moorabbin. <laughs> oh, it's, it's brilliant That's stuff. It's great, fantastic. 0404-000-736. That's the number you can get us on this morning. We still want to hear from you. What's the best football ground you've ever played at or gone to enjoy an afternoon at or night at? I mean, it's hard to go past your, your bigger grounds, obviously your MCGs no. and, and your Marvel Marvels, Stadiums yep. and Waverley back in the day, of course. But, you know, I, there's so many great local footy grounds out mm. there. Be good to get feedback next week on the show from the people who go to the game today at Linton Street. Like, yeah. you folks are calling the game and the crowd. Maybe we could do some Vox Pops. Uh, it'd be, ask it'd be interesting just to get the feedback. People yeah. might say, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Or, yeah. you know, there's obviously not much seating or, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, so, there isn't going to be much well, seating. Well, there's not. So I suggest if you... I think they're going to get them in there, but yeah, might have to take a deck chair or sit on the far side. And I don't even think they're going to. Well, oh. there's no real regulations, really, as no, far not, as nah. you can't regulate it. But mm. uh, yeah, parking be, parking will be tough. I think standing room only. Standing room only. I think standing yeah. room only. You want to get there early, get down the front and have a seat on the fence. Fortunately, I'll be sitting in the best seat of the house yeah. today, which will be good. With it's a great setup. Team. It'll be brilliant. Mm. I've I've had a little geese at where we're we're set up, and it's a mm. good view of the ground. Yep. So we'll be no excuses action wise today. We'll be calling it mm. from uh, the first bounce, which will be something to look forward to. Hey, uh, one of our old mates is going to be joining us shortly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Do I know him? Oh, look. You know, he's he's he unfortunately left Southern FM at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, but he used to do the role that I'm doing right now. Did. Yeah. Well, that was just one of many things. He he, he set up the the media team as we knew it for the last six or seven years and situations changed, obviously. But he's on a, a new program on our television screen. Yes, Channel 31. Channel 31. We love supporting local community content and they cover a lot of great community content because uh, that's... A little program called the Local Footy Show, and one of our old mates, Ian Doherty, otherwise known as Ian Sheen, I like to call him, will uh, will be joining us right after uh, a, a break here on Southern FM, and we look forward to having a chat to him and, and catching up and seeing his thoughts on on everything local footy wise and and what's going on in his world. <laughs> I reckon we should take a break. Oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. If you have a question for Wiz. We'd love to hear from you, or if you want to tell us anything about what you saw at the football yesterday, we'd love to hear from you. We're still going to get through some results from the Ammos, and Joe Pignataro will be joining us a little bit later on, uh, and Ian the Wiz Doherty will be joining us in a moment to have a chat about what's going on with him, and we'll cover the results from the Southern Football Netball League as well. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, your home of local footy in 2019. 17 minutes past 11. Youth activities are a large part of the Lions Club's programs. For more than 30 years, the Lions Youth of the Year Quest has encouraged student interest in leadership and the qualities required for active and constructive participation in the community. Under the auspices of Lions, Leo Clubs give young people leadership, experience, opportunity and fellowship through involvement in community service. For more information on these programs, visit lionsclubs.org.au. 
Hi, Steve Kay here, and each week I get your music heartbeat going with The Beat Goes On. Fridays from 2 to 4pm right here on 88.3 Southern FM. I play a variety of songs based on a theme from all different genres and decades, and I talk about why I like them and the connection to the theme. It's all designed to connect you with the music and keep your beat going. So join me Fridays at 2pm right here on 88.3 Southern FM for The Beat Goes On. Hi, Shane Edwards here from the Richmond Football Club for RAD. Footy is a true team sport. When you're part of a team, you support each other. You back each other up and you do whatever it takes to help a teammate who's in trouble. So if you're with someone who's been drinking, don't let them get behind the wheel. Take their keys and call a taxi because mates don't let their mates drink drive. RAD. R-A-D-D.org.au or check us out on Facebook. Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. Hey, thanks so much for that message, Nick Del Santo. Nicky Del, how's that? Appearing on our show this morning. Good hey. Good on you, Nick Del Santo. I hope I see you today. Be good to see him down in Raven. You'll see a few people down there today, mate. Yeah, I reckon you will. Uh, it's Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM this morning. In case you've just joined us, your home of local footy in 2019, 0404-000-736 is the number you can text us in on. We still want to hear from you. What's your favourite local footy ground that you've ever been to? Or if you've ever played at it or just had a good day at the footy there, we want to hear from you this morning. 0404-000-736. Now, Wayne, we have had an opportunity to have a former host of uh, the fifth quarter join us this morning. And he's no longer on the fifth quarter, obviously. Award-winning. Award, it was an award-winning product for a couple of years. Two times. Two times. He is an award-winning media personality and somebody that is... Etched into the the record books and history books here at uh, Southern FM, and and now he's just kicking goals as the next uh, a <laughs> yeah, as the next next Mike Sheen on on local television. I speak of the one, the only Ian the Wiz Doherty. Good morning, Wiz. Hello, Carlos. Nice to hear from you. And uh, Wayne, how's uh, how's things going on level one this year down at Cavanagh? Oh yeah, got over the line just yesterday. But uh, geez, you get around, mate. You're um, on TV now, and you've pushed Ian Bennett out of a job, and you get, get getting about. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Benny, uh, Benny, this week is away in uh, Alice Springs at a at a family event, so uh, they pushed me onto the panel this week. It was good fun. It is uh, really really enjoying it. So it's good. And. Um, Good out at Daryl's house on a Monday night. Yeah, very professional setup down it there. Is, isn't it is, yeah. The studio and uh, <laughs> the boys have been doing it for over twenty years. They know what they're doing, and uh, yeah, been very welcoming too for myself and of course Sharpie uh, joined the crew down there as well. Who? He's, uh, he goes out Rob Sharp. Uh, oh. time and, yeah, Rob Sharp. That yeah, bloke. He's, uh, <laughs> he's he's my camera guy and. Uh, Go out on assignment every week at the local footy somewhere and uh, do a story, and uh, it's great to be working uh, with Rob anyway. So, mm. albeit he's on holidays on the Gold Coast this week, so had the day off yesterday. Mm. And what did you get to yesterday? No, I didn't go anywhere yesterday. I had lunch with some friends yesterday. Okay. Uh, the boys are doing a big project, a story up in uh, Alice Springs this week, and uh, 
my cameraman uh, Rob Sharps on holidays in um, in Queensland this weekend, so I took the weekend off. I'm really glad um, though that we'll be... uh, he goes away and he still gets in front of a camera himself. Uh, no, he's not bad, is he? <laughs> he, he? He loves well, up, uh, updating the world on on what he's doing. Uh, our, our great mate Rob Sharp and I've been enjoying uh, the the updates from where he is on location. Yeah, and we've caught him out a couple of times at the canteen at local footy games everywhere we go too. So uh, he uh, doesn't mind a hot dog. Hey, Sunday's been. There's a good question. Oh, really good, actually, Wayne. <laughs> I, uh, I I sleep sleep in on Sunday morning to yep. get a coffee and read the paper. Last week I played golf, yep. and uh, this afternoon I'm off uh, to the AFL to watch the Mighty Cats give the Bombers a bit of a haircut. So having a good time and read the footy record on the Sunday morning as well. I uh, see what you're doing there, Wayne. That's very good. Yeah, no, some <laughs> leagues still have them, which is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit uh, of a joke, isn't it? Really? Uh, it's, uh, it's tough at the moment. What I'm finding without the footy record is people on the far side of the ground who aren't got, well, I'm not a mobile phone, big person in it, but um, they send you texts want to know who number 30 is for Cheltenham or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. It's a bit different. I think it, yeah, it is. We get that there's a commercial decision being made around this, and, mm. and you know administrators are entitled to live or die by their decisions, and purely commercial. But I think they've forgotten something, and that is that young people play footy, and the young people who use the phone apps, they're not using a phone app while they're playing. No, the footy record was for people who paid to come through the gate. They're the customers. Yep, and, and sponsors. they've been left out. Correct. Yeah, on yep. sponsors in particular, we had uh, uh, a regional manager from Bendigo Bank on the show. Uh, on Friday night, who was suggesting that it was about twenty grand a year out of his branch going into uh, uh, footy record in the morning, the peninsula that doesn't exist anymore. That twenty grand in sponsorships lost to local footy. And, Correct. Yeah, you know, no one thought that through. Yep. Yeah, I miss it. I, yeah, you, you always look forward to reading the club notes and um, all that sort of stuff. But now it's um, we just hand out a piece of paper at Mordialic at a home game, the team list of Mordialic and Cheltenham, and um, that's all you get. It's really professional, isn't it, Wayne? <laughs> well, pe- pe- I knew from the start of the year, people said, well, what do we do without these footy records? And I said, well, you're just going to have to get the teams out Thursday night or Friday and hand out the piece of the paper on a Saturday because people will not know who the players are, who's wearing the new players, you know what I mean? So yeah, just got to get by. So club administrators, some club administrators think, well, they're a waste of time and money. They end up tripping over them and they can't get rid of them and some mm. clubs don't even pick them up. But the footy record wasn't made for club administrators either. It was made for the paying public that come through the gate, the yep. customers, mm. and they've been let down, you know. So, um, look, I get it. The commercial decision that's been made is all about, you know, uh, a couple of leagues there, uh, you know, they're sort of hemorrhaging financially. Yes. Uh, and perhaps that's a legacy of some um, poor uh, management of debtors in the last year or so, and um, yeah, that I guess means that they've got a bit of a hole on their P and L, and it's just easier to cut off things and, and 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 put some spin out that it's costing a lot of money. You know, mm. <laughs> like the radio stuff was, you know, it was portrayed that it was an exorbitant fee, but there are other leagues out there that are buying the same amount of airtime on community stations that they're broadcasting on and paying significantly more. So the cost for the radio broadcast was not exorbitant. Mm. In fact. Um, you know, at the time there were sponsorship people there that could have been selling airtime uh, on the radio broadcast that would have made it revenue neutral. But it, it was just too easy to cut it off. And, um, you know, what it, 
as I say, they've got a right to make a commercial decision, but what got left behind was the way that all the volunteers have worked so hard for so long to yeah, cut off. correct. And it was absolute radio silence. There was no explanation given, no mm. thank you, no nothing. It was just, you know, there's still, to this day, there's been no communication and, um, you know, and I wouldn't waste my time with it anyway. Now it probably just sort of shows you uh, where you really stand with some people and, and lip service you get out at the time. So, well, last sat last Saturday, you know. there was no media exposure in the Southern Football Netball League last Saturday. Nothing at all. So it's going well then, isn't it, Wayne? Well, people come up to me and said, oh, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? They go, oh, there's nothing on this and there's nothing on that and whatever, and there's no footy records, there's no fifth quarter anymore. And I said, well, don't come to me about it. Um you know, speak to the powers to be, do your emails, get your clubs so the, behind it and sort, you know, try and get it the, sorted out. Yeah, the, uh, the, to be honest, I, I find it mildly entertaining in some respects. I know it sounds like I'm bitter because, you know, we've all moved on, but, yeah. um, you know, it's been sold to clubs as the cost was exorbitant, mm. okay? So for those clubs that now that are engaging with the uh, social media media supplier uh, at their expense, if you look at uh, what the cost is, mm. they're getting less coverage and they're spending more. Correct. Um so, I mean, that, that's, they've been sold a bag of lemons, basically. And sooner or later, the club communities will wake up to that. And, yep. um, you know, they should speak out because uh, that's that's just poor management, to be flat-out honest. And as I said, people can live or die by that decision-making, mm. but it's it's the way people were treated around it all, good, hard-working uh, people who'd made a long-term commitment to it and were passionate about what they did. They were just cast aside. And it was uh, fun, wasn't it? Him. Things were going well. It was fun. We, we roll in on a Sunday and it was banter and, you know, we had listeners out there who enjoyed it. And then when you run in local footy now in the Southern League, they go, I'm a little bit lost on a Sunday now because I missed the fifth quarter and the little birdie segment and what's going on and all the, the friendly banter. Look, I miss them too. Yeah, I miss it terribly. I mm. miss the Sunday mornings with you guys and I even miss the smell that uh, Johnny Bennett used to leave in the studio <laughs> there on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Um, and, and getting out to clubs, yep, uh, that's it, and seeing yeah. people, familiar faces and friends, and, and yep. enjoying our passion for local footy—all that's been taken away and, um, through no fault of our own. And I think mm. that's really the unfortunate part. But you know, I was given a great opportunity to to, um, to move on in the end. Um, in fact, I was going to be uh, calling games for another league on another station, and um, happy to do that. But I got a good a call from a good friend. In the end, who found out what had happened, and uh, he said, mm. "No, look, you're not doing that. You're coming with me." And uh, I was really happy to do it. And it's a new angle on footy from it my is. point of view. I go to a different footy ground. I was at Warburton last weekend, and yeah, good story, just very the, good. The imagery, and, yep, yeah, and it, it's a great time. And you know, I know that uh, uh, I'll get accused of trying to rewrite history here, but there's some there's administrators out there that say people don't watch. Well, you know, the most read, recent rating survey that show. Uh, a couple of years ago, showed there was thirty plus thousand people watching, which is a bit more than the two that were watching uh, Game Face a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, that's uh, just how it is. But I'm really enjoying it, and uh, it takes a little less oh. time. And um, Daryl and Benny and the, and the whole Fantastic. team have been really welcome and, 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 and really enjoying it. They're great people, and they just love Wayne Steele behind the scenes. Yes, he's a ripping fellow great too. Blokes. A great sense of humour and, and a great technician. So, yep. uh, it, it's it's a great thing to be involved with. You know what? You haven't watched it. Make sure you tune in on a Friday night, seven o'clock on uh, your digital channel forty four um, for the local footy show. It only goes for an hour, so you won't. Yeah, AFL, can you get back to an hour and a half? Over. Yeah, we're on an hour and a half. <laughs> Tell Daryl. Well, we'll well, we get don't going. call. 
Right. We don't call games anymore, so it's really just the sort of colour radicals and, mm. and whatnot. But uh, a lot of fun to do. I miss calling the games terribly too, just well, to be there amongst the There action. you go, last Saturday, there's but, none uh, of that. None at all. Yeah, well, so none. it seems like everybody misses it. So, they do, uh, yeah, yeah. Every footy, the, the footy records, the, the the media, the all that sort of stuff. I cop it every every week. You know what I mean? I've got people from other clubs ringing me, going, uh, "Would you, the boys in the, the the village on a Sunday sitting in the garage?" You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find it remarkable that it was farmed off to a to a third party like that. It wasn't put out to tender. Uh, it was all done on the base. The cost was exorbitant. They had to save some money. But, but this is the funniest part of all, boys. I really love this. That not long after that, uh, league headquarters, they hire two new employees. Mm. Mm. Well, they must be going bad. Okay? Anyway, anyway uh, yeah. such is life. We move on. I mean, I, like, I feel for the people that really follow the show and engage with it. and uh, They should yep. uh, keep following it. And What you guys are doing, it's great that Southern FM have got something up and running and uh, so that there's some sort of sport content there. and 30 years. You guys have stuck around and, yeah, and and, and Carl, uh, you're doing a great job as a host too, mate. I'm really proud of you. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate that coming from you, Wiz. It, it means a lot. And, you know, unfortunately, what unfolded during the off-season was was real unfortunate because we all gelled really well together as a team to, to make a media product to, to, to inform all of our listeners what's going on in the respective league, which we did once affiliate ourselves with as a station and as a media team. And unfortunately, that wasn't to be this year because they did go with this third party, which is fair enough, and respect the decision that was made despite the events that did unfold. Uh, but I, I, you know, I made it very clear from day one of this new program to, uh, to cover the the void filled by the fifth quarter no longer being a thing on a Sunday morning. That this is purely a program to cover all facets of local football mm. within yep. our area to make sure that Southern Sport wasn't lost on this great station, which we will be celebrating 30 years of existence next year. And if we didn't have any kind of local football coverage in 2019 and moving forward during winter, it just wouldn't be the same, especially considering, you know, one of your, uh, well, one of our friends in Dale Pittman mm-hmm. uh, and John Kelly set up many years ago. So uh, I suppose I, I made it quite clear, as I said, was first show that this is not in any way a show to replace the fifth quarter. We're not the fifth quarter. We're a different show completely. And, uh, you know, we, we miss the fifth quarter. We miss having you involved on a Sunday morning. But we're going to have some kind of local footy coverage, mm. and, and that's that, basically. No, no, well done, too. But I must say, I do miss a little birdie told me, I reckon. Well, what is it now? Inside <laughs> the four walls. and um, But my suggestion was... Come on, you... everybody. Text, text through to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> 0404 0, 736. Yeah. Tell them you want a little birdie back. That's, uh, that was that was good fun, everybody. And the win the wine. You yeah, know, we missed that segment. You text in and... No, I mainly drink it now rather well, that's than right. away, which is, uh... <laughs> But I said to Beanie the other week, we should have one Sunday when we all come in here and we 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 do the... What is it, Carl? Beyond the Boundary and we'll get you in and Beanie in and yeah. Sharpie in and we'll have a... Hey, oh, that'd, that'd be, be great. To do. I, I, would. I, caught up with, uh, I caught up with the great man, Beanie, uh, <laughs> uh, Thursday night, actually. I hadn't been around the footy. I've sort of stayed away yeah. a little yep. bit doing other things, but yeah. I, I caught up with Johnny... Uh, Thursday night, just called into his footy club for a quick beer, and uh, he's looking. He was actually lost a bit of weight. He's uh, looking pretty. He's in the workforce. He's uh, working these days. Yeah, he is. He's got to get out of bed and get on with it. And uh, <laughs> and I did see his lovely wife Dale, oh. and uh, she showed me some photos of the wedding back in October. Yes. And, uh, so they're, they're tracking beautifully at the moment. It was good to see John. No, we're going to get uh, him in. We're going to get. Yeah. I was, was going to yeah. say he's following his old mate Plugger's footsteps by losing some weight. 
Yeah, I think he's, he's still got a fair way to go to catch mm. up to plug him. <laughs> <laughs> and Yvonne was um, looking, Yvonne down there. there Josh. Jo- was Josh down there? Yeah, on... no, Josh Ben, um, Johnny's boy played yesterday. Josh Bennett. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, giving the knee full away for the rest of the year yeah. and uh, running around with a ton of, and he'll be a good addition. Yeah, fantastic. Here, I know with interest that they uh, they got their pants pulled down yesterday, but there'll be a better better footy side with Josh Bennett running around. That's and they've got a Sunday game. Wiz, do you know about their Sunday game? I do actually. Yes. They did mention uh, to me that, uh, and it's a great theme to a great cause. Uh, there and they've got uh, plenty of people turning up and I'd love to get there with the local footy show yes. to talk to Daryl about it but I think when it's on I might actually go to see so oh. uh, I might have to miss Sunday, Sunday the 23rd of June yeah I reckon uh, I reckon I might be possibly just coming back from overseas so fingers crossed we get yeah. down there to be a terrific day very good. Well, Ian, I appreciate you jumping on the line and having a little chat to us about what's uh, happening in the afterlife of uh, your involvement with Southern FM and, and the SFNL media team and, and doing the fifth quarter. And I'm glad what, uh, you've had your opportunity to come on and, and clear the air on a few things and, and just join us and let us know about all the good stuff you're doing and, and all the good work with uh, Daryl Pittman and, and the crew on the local footy show. And just a little uh, reminder, when can we see your uh, Point Dexter glasses on television again? Uh, thanks for that, Carl. Yes, no, it's uh, 7 o'clock on Friday night on DTV 44 and it's replayed at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. It only goes for an hour, so you should be able to see it. And uh, uh, it's a great show, lots of good fun times at local footy, some great experiences there too. Uh, I just wish you guys could have uh, come along and joined in with us at some point, but I'm sure we'll catch up um, and uh, at some point in the future. So keep up the good work, boys. Uh, terrific to hear from you and all the uh, regular listeners out there uh, just to say a bit of a day, and uh, I'm sure I'll get down to the footy at some point and catch up with you all for a, a nice cold beer. Definitely. Hey, it's always a pleasure Wiz. Thanks so much for jumping on the line for a chat this morning and sacrificing a bit of time on Sunday like you have done for many years and you haven't done the last five weeks but we really appreciate it and hope to catch up with you soon. No, good stuff Carl. Good luck with the call this afternoon at Lytton Street. I'll be listening. Good on you, Wiz. Thank you, mate. There we have it, Bug. One of our old mates, Ian Doherty. Great to have him on the show for a chat. Hey, uh, we've got to get to another break because we're about to be joined by Joe Pignataro from the VAFA Media. VAFA Media. And we'll have a look at what's going on there. Then we'll get into some Southern Footy League results and finish up before we have a couple of hours of New Aussie music in the lead-up to the big match of the day between Sandy and Frankston here on your home of the Sandy Zebras and local footy in 2019, 88.3 Southern FM. This is Beyond the Boundary at 24 minutes to midday. Do you like an old-fashioned trash and treasure market with everything from plants to pre-loved clothing, homewares to crafted jewellery and much more? Then join us at Bentley Sunday Market, 7am to midday every Sunday at Bent Street Car Park next to Bentley Station. All proceeds go to community projects of Bentley Moorabbin Central Rotary Club. Mention Southern FM for a free cloth shopping bag online at bentleymarket.org. Southern FM sponsor. I'm Ray Martin, and I was lucky enough to call Fred Hollows a mate and to witness his amazing sight-restoring work. The operation he pioneered continues to free people from blindness today. You can imagine their joy when the bandages are removed and they can see. We call it the Fred moment, and all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. 
Kingston Arts proudly presents Six Moments in Kingston, a mystery bus tour visiting six new public artworks dotted through Kingston suburbs. Interact with contemporary artworks based on infamous local stories, including the mysterious disappearance of pilot Fred Balanchich. Was he taken by a UFO? Phil Carman's headbutting incident at Moorabbin Oval. The global release of Parkdale rocker Rick Springfield's hit single, Jesse's Girl. Opening May 2019. Book now, 955 or kingstonarts.vic.gov.au. It takes 300,000 corks to purchase a wheelchair. Save your corks and help buy equipment to make life easier for people who need them. Lions Clubs around Australia will ensure that these corks are recycled and the funds are used for a very worthwhile cause. What else do Lions Clubs recycle? They recycle aluminium cans. They recycle the ring pulls from those cans to make artificial limbs for landmine victims in Southeast Asia. If it can be recycled, there's a Lions Club somewhere in Australia doing just that. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You are indeed listening to the sounds of the Bayside. This is Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. 0404 736 is the number you can text us in on this morning. If you want to share with us your favourite footy ground that you've ever gone to to play or play at or just, you know, go and watch a bit of local footy at. Just had a... One of our listeners texts in. Yep. Yvonne McMillan. Yvonne. Down at Heatherton Football Netball Club. Nice to hear from Yvonne. Wants the Bring the Wine segment back. Right. Okay. Well, 0404 If you Suggestions, ideas. If you like have, it. If you have a potential sponsor idea who would like to contribute by giving us a, 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 a bit of wine or a bit of bread or bacon, ham, whatever Anything. it is. Meat voucher. Haircut voucher. Anything. We'd love to... Love to hear from you. Uh, and during the week as well, you can send us an email beyond the boundary at southernfm.com.au. And uh, we'd love to hear from you should you be interested in any sponsorship opportunities with the station or with the football coverage here at Southern FM. But right now, Wayne, we've got to draw our attention to the VAFA, the Amos. And it's great to be joined on the line once again by, well, He's uh, the head media personality at uh, the VAFA in Joe Pignataro. Joey, good morning to you. Good morning, Carlos. Morning, Wayne. How's it going? Good, mate. Good. Good to have you back on board for a chat, mate, about everything in the VAFA. And we spoke to you a few weeks ago. Uh, I was pretty confident that D-La were going to have a fair crack against your boy, St. Bernard's, but it wasn't to be. In the end, you, you got the chocolates pretty easily. Yes, that was uh, last Saturday down at the Snake Pit, one of the great local footy grounds as well, boys, the Snake Pit. For anyone in the Essendon area, every club hates coming to the Snake Pit. Everybody for does. People. Yeah. Except for St Bernard's people. They love going down there. But yeah, last week was, um, in the end, a pretty comfortable win. I think they were only made for the day yeah. um, out there. Unfortunately, though, for St Bernard's in that game, uh, our captain, Simon Cameron, uh, broke his leg. Seven weeks out, not a severe break, but uh, enough to keep him out for at least the next two months. And that that severely impacted what they did yesterday in the top of the table clash against Uni Blues out at Melbourne Uni. Uh, Uni Blues, who didn't kick a goal in the opening quarter, trailed by about five goals midway through the second, and then uh, Ace Courtney turned it on. They clamped out for the line, and, and our forward line didn't score after half time. They just kicked four or five behind and ended up getting absolutely belted by Uni Blues, who were some. Serious contenders for the 2019 flag, that's for sure. 
Yeah, well, we'll have a quick touch on that result there, Joe, seeing as you mentioned it. 17-10-1-12, Uni Blues defending St. Bernard, 6-11-47. Cordy with four, Bartarolo with three, Harper with two, Lappin, Rippin and O'Shea, the best for Uni Blues. And for St. Bernard, Hughes was the only multiple with Woods Riley and Hughes named in the best there. Uni Blues, they're really proving to be a, a side to look out for this year. They are serious, serious contenders. Uh, last year, they, they really struggled to get going the opening part of the season. They did a big off-season recruiting drive. Uh, they changed the coach. Keith Jamison's now at the helm there. And uh, they were the match of the day last week, so we had the pleasure of chatting the Heath after the game and talk about some of the structures and the rules and regulations that he's implemented into that footy club and making it a lot more of a serious, serious footy club. And, and that's in the front with Ace Cordy. He's now the captain this year. Six last week, he's kicked another four yesterday. Yep. Uh, basically, from about half-time onwards, he's just dominating the the game to shreds. Also running through the midfield is Tom Young, who played a bit of footy at Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Mm. Cam O'Shea, who's just come out of the AFL system. Between them, they had 55 touches oh. and kicked two goals. Wow. Uh, you've also got Josh Green roaming around their forward line, who, of course, played at Essendon yep. and the Brisbane Lions. They've just got a plethora of players, such as... The depth of what's going on at Uni Blues and the strength of their side that Heath Jamison told us last week. Uh, Ross Young, who's, who's well known to, to Uni people and people in the Amos, are, are still in their club and, and a club champion. He's only out injured, but trying to get his way back in. And, and he said, well, he doesn't just walk back into our ones. He's got mm. to come through the reserves, follow the process, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, Ross Young finds his way into that side, which means they just keep going from strength to strength the Uni side. They are so good. Um, as for St. Bernard, as I mentioned, Simon Caven was out. Uh, Nathan Tazuro was a late withdrawal before the game, and then I think it was, I'm told, just before half-time, we were down to two on the bench mm. almost after half-time. So rotations were down, but again, not really an excuse, unfortunately. Uni just too strong yesterday. Yeah, now, Uni Blues, is that the side that Gillan McLaughlin hung around mm. when he was growing yeah, up? He's got, yep. he's got a little bit of a link to the Uni yeah. Blues side, correct? Mm. Yep, there's something in the water there, but uh, good on them. They're doing... <laughs> doing... <laughs> Your words, not mine. Uh, uh, anything that is said on this program, not necessarily those uh, the, the thoughts of the station. Uh, that's my my own opinion. No, I'm kidding. No, they're doing well, Uni Blues, and I'm, I'm really happy for them and uh, definitely a team to watch. You've got just... Merrick Buchanan in that team too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct, they do, yeah. 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 I, I was just curious to know if that was the side that Gil was affiliated with when he was younger because yeah, I know, knew it was a university side of some sorts. Anyway, we'll, we'll draw our attention to... Uh, the match of the day yesterday that you covered, Joey, and uh, my old mob, d not doing so well. 8 6 we're defeated by Old Zavarians, 21-14-140, and uh, Johnny Donahoe's uh, mob. Uh, and you saw it firsthand. What kind of a game was it? Well, it started off in really some fashion for d I did some numbers before the game, and the last 12 times they've played, that it was 45 points. Otherwise, the average margin is about 10 points that separates them. So I thought we're going to go in, we're going to have a bit of a classic, yep. even though Dela are sort of struggling. They're going up against their old coach now, Paul Sadley now heads yeah. up uh, Zaz and, and Schwabby Peter Schwab heads up Dela Sal. But uh, quarter time, I was sorry, three minutes into the first quarter, Dela kicked the first three goals, uh, Zaz kicked one, and then they just came to life. They said, Rose good for he kicked three goals in six minutes. And they had seven goals to quarter time and a 24-point lead. And then they just continued on from there. Corley beat them in the midfield. I was told before the game, he's a run-with player. So they're going to put him, Zabs, to clamp down on someone from D. Lysel. 
they started him on Hugh Nicholson, who had nine touches in the first quarter, and then Cooley Beetham went and got his own footy. He's with 42 disposals oh, in the midfield, and he could not be stopped. Uh, youngster Campbell Lane, out on the wing, had 30 touches himself in line for the rising star of the round. And as I said, Roland Beauty came in the first quarter. He finished with five. Matty Hanley, who's a club legend down there, also with five. And, and Brendan Goss, who he does some great social media work for an old dad. He does his own work. Uh, he kicked the goal of the day, and he did kick three. But, yeah, Dela really struggled from quarter time onwards. They, they themselves knew that. They had a long list of players out that are probably ready-made to start in their summer. No Tom Humphreys. No, Tom Humphrey came back in. Oh, I did, did he? Uh, he played full back. It was his first game for oh, okay. two weeks. Um, up against uh, Trevor Hanley. Oh. They were sort of the notable hit, but the rest of them, yeah, they're still still doing some serious talent that the DLR Soul Boys have. And, mm. and their challenge this year is just going to be to stay up for the Yeah, correct. Play. Out of curiosity, Joey, I know we've brought up the fact that Braden Maynard is uh, helping out in a coaching role at DLR. Was he anywhere to be seen yesterday? Uh, I didn't see Braden floating around. He's you know, on the Collingwood News, Carlos, so we'll just miss out when the Magpie players are floating around just to have a chat on about especially how well they went Friday night and why they nearly conceded in the second quarter again. But no, I didn't see Braden floating around the DLR bench. Maybe the good news. No, interesting, because I know that he is uh, having a bit to do with the football program at DLA these days, and especially with the, the old Coles as well. So, uh, yeah, that's disappointing. Not that he would have necessarily changed the result. The result would have stood, I would have thought, but, yeah. yeah he well, he most definitely. If he if he was out there, I, I, I stand by my word. I think I said it to you a couple of weeks ago, Joe, that he has the best kick I've ever seen from any footballer. He hits a target every time. He kicks a ball. So, um, in, in, I'm a Collingham fan. I watch him very closely. He's got a lovely left foot kick. Kicks at a mile. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he's the best kick in the Collingwood side, though. Well, I just said that I've ever seen. So not necessarily oh, in the football, yeah. in the AFL right now, but that I've seen. Oh, fair enough. Yep. Anyway, that was the result as it stood uh, yesterday at Turak Park, and a good one for the Zabs, not so good for Dela. Um, the one three after four rounds, not good for the Ds, but yeah, hopefully they do uh, get a couple more and wins. They got a, uh, a small chance this week to put, uh, hosting Collegians on mm. uh, Saturday, who went down as well yesterday. They're having a slow start to the season themselves. Yeah. So I think they kicked four goals, sixteen or something along those lines against Brighton out of Brighton, which is yeah. Accurately, when the wind's coming in off the beach, there. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, uh, speaking of that result, there we'll have a quick look at that. The Collegians, as you said, four sixteen full forty at the Beach Oval. Uh, yep. That win can can go anywhere really at the Beach Oval. They were defeated by Old Brighton eleven five seventy one. The multiples for Old Brighton Hill kick three, Williams kick two, and King kick two. Good to see Tommy Fisher in the best for Old Brighton. There, he's a good recruit and ex. Uh, uh, old Brighton boy as well. Nick Pavlou is named to the best and Bolger the best there for Old Brighton and for Collegians. Ferguson was the only multiple with Ferguson. Uh, Jenkinson and Sullivan named in the best. Uh, yeah, good result for Old Brighton. Very good. Two in a row now. I've beaten uh, both the grand final sides of last year in and Collegians. Uh, Harry Hill continues to just absolutely dominate. He's had uh, three goals and 23 disposals yesterday. Anthony Zimmerman, who was the rising star last year, 25 touches, as you mentioned. Lockie Ferguson, the shining light. But they've lost a couple more players over the weekend. I know Taylor Hunt came back in for his first game for Collegians. I think yep. it was 
Will Johnson went down on Thursday night with a hamstring injury. Mm. They also lost another one, and they're still waiting on a couple more to come back. They were well aware, collegians, that they were going to start this year very slowly and easy into it. Don't think they're all that comfortable being one and three after the opening month. But as I said before, they've got that chance this week against De La Salle to get back on the winner's list. They've got a man who continues to get the footy, though, and that's Viv Mitchie. He just yep. knocks up getting it in the midfield. I think he had 33 yesterday. and So he's the shiny line for them in there, but I just don't know how much longer they can, they can keep going with what they're doing. They might have to throw the magnets at the board and hope something sticks and, mm. and play around with a bit of things, collegians. But, again, they're not too worried at the moment. But I'd say if it gets to round six and seven and they've only put two wins on the board, then they might be in a bit of strife. Yeah, well, they're just sitting above Dela there and, and they'd be disappointed with that because, uh, yeah, they were hoping for a little better. We've, we've had a couple of collegians people in the studios ch- chatting to us about what their expectations were the season so far and recording another loss yesterday. They wouldn't be happy with that. Now, uh, Joey, another... Result that was a good one for St. Kevin's uh, was obviously St. Kevin's playing Old Trinity Grammarians yesterday uh, and uh, they got the Chocolates 12-10-82 defeating Old Trinity 10-3-63. I noticed as well, oh no, I was going to say that Jerry Waite wasn't playing but he only only kicked two yesterday. He had a quiet day by Jared's standards but again the third week in a row St. Kevin's has been locked in a bit of a dogfight. This one went... A little bit longer than they would have expected. Uh, Trinity is still without a win. They're the only winless side in William Buck Premier. And they got to within six points in the uh, fourth quarter, early in the last. And then they kicked the last three goals uh, mm-hmm. to Kevin's through uh, Wake, Lockie Sullivan, and Josh Wallace. Uh, Sullivan himself had 27 disposals in his, first, in his game back. And uh, Nick Wood, who I absolutely love, he took 10 marks yesterday, Nick Wood. He's a star for St. Kevin's. The captain leads from the front, does all the right things to get himself right to play. We watched him play in round one where he tore Collegians to shreds. Uh, but on the flip side, uh, Old Trinity, uh, they just... I mean, they lost Gabe Hamilton. He, he was suspended for a couple of weeks uh, through the tribunal earlier in the week, so that's another big out for them. They've got a long list of outs, and, and they're missing a couple through injury as well. Uh, club champion Brendan Yetty retired at the end of last year. Gone down to Inverloch. He has. He, he left yeah. the club, retired, and uh, <laughs> picked up a game elsewhere. I think he, he enjoys fishing or something down there as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're really battling. Zip and four, Trinity. This is a side who made the prelim last year. Maybe unexpectedly, but, yeah, they did get to the prelim, and they just can't seem to recapture that form of last year. Yeah, but uh, good to see St. Kevin's get another win. They're uh, the start of the season a bit, you know, up and down, but they're, they're looking okay now, which is good, getting their season back on track. Uh, now, uh, Joe, uh, what are you looking forward to uh, next week? Uh, what uh, what game are you covering next weekend? Uh, we're thinking about Trinity and Old Kerry okay. as oh, the yeah. game of the round. We've got the test at the other end of the ground is St. Kevin's. Uni Blues are playing against each other. They, uh, that's a first versus fourth. Yeah. In that's uh, down at uh, TH King Oval. That could be a goodie. Yeah. A good game. St. Bernard's will hope to get back on the winners list against Old Melburnians. But I suppose you've already in, gone down to uh, TH King this year, haven't you, to have a look at St. Kevin's? Yeah, round one was St. Kevin's and uh, St. Kevin's and Collegians. You're going to final round match. And Old Dad's have got a game at the school against Old Brighton, hopefully, to make oh, yeah. it. Uh, Oh, five from five for old Zabs would be a great start to their season. Huh, very good. Well, uh, Joey, we, we appreciate you giving us some of your time this morning. We've, we've covered it extensively, Division 1, 
Uh, well, actually, just to, before we let you go, we've had an SMS in for you, Joe. For Joe's info, uh, Tom Humphrey injured again yesterday and did not play at all from about midway through the second quarter. So there you go. There you well, go. Yeah. Started out there on top of Handley and yep. uh, yeah. top of finished the game with five. Well, there you go. There you go. Nice to see that somebody's uh, sent us a message, though, to put you back in your place there, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he played, didn't he? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he said that he did get re-injured, though, Tom Humphrey. So. That's, that's a setback for D-Lar, then. It is. Very much so. Yeah, we're not looking too good with the Ds. Um, yeah, my, I might have to pull on the boots, I reckon, Joe. Absolutely. Start a full back and work your way to the forward line. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Hey, uh, look, really appreciate your time as always, Joe, giving it up on a Sunday morning to have a chat to us about what's going on in the William Buck Premier Division and uh, look forward to hearing your call next Saturday afternoon, depending on where it is, uh, on that other radio station. No worries at all, Carlos. Have a great day, mate. Take you care. too, mate. Take care. Joe Pignataro there from the VAFA media team and always good to have him on for a, for a chat, Bug, mm. about what's going on and good, just getting a feel of the league. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't good. ask you about the under-19s. No, we will. We'll get, uh, we'll, no, we'll get Donners next week time. and we'll, we'll cover that as well. Yeah. I'd like to know their thoughts about the under nineteen structure in the ammos. Yeah, I'm hoping to touch base with another uh, local team around the area that has under-19s as well, get mm. a club president or coach in and, and yep. we can quiz them about yeah, it be too, good. Yeah. which would be good. Hey, uh, we might take a one quick break here on 88.3 Southern FM, come back and have a look at uh, Div 1 in the Southern Footy and Nepal League. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM this uh, Sunday morning. It's six minutes to 11 o'clock. I get to o'clock. jump, <laughs> run, Ride, laugh. <laughs> because of blood donors, I got to beat leukaemia. When you give blood at the Red Cross Blood Service, it only takes an hour and it feels so good knowing you've helped someone like Charlotte. To donate, visit donateblood.com.au or call 13 14 95 today. Hi, this is Kate Sobrano with a tip about oil and water. They don't mix. So please don't pour cooking oil or fat down the sink. It's just not the place for it. Instead, put your used oil in a container and throw it out with the rubbish. Remember, anything that goes down a drain that isn't water is a pollutant. So think before you pour. The future of water is in our hands. Molly, that's me, and Fluoro, that's me, for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturdays 4 till 5pm, for gardening tips, community announcements, fresh produce recipes, and 80s and 90s music. You can give us a call with any gardening questions. We'll also chat about what's going on in your back and front yard, and many other beautiful gardens in the wonderful Bayside area. That's Molly's Blooming Hour, 4 till 5, Saturday afternoons, proudly sponsored by Vasily's Garden Centre. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to Southern FM. You are indeed listening to 88.3 Southern FM. This is your home of local footy in 2019. Beyond the boundary, 0404 is the number you can text us in on if you'd like to contribute at any point throughout the program. Now, Wayne will draw our attention to Division 1 of the Southern Football Netball League. And uh, the first result that we take a look at is from the home of football. One you said was nasty, very low scoring, mm. but uh, Morty Alec, 5-13-43, What's going on with the goal kicking there? Five yes. defeating Cheltenham five seven thirty seven. Yeah, 
bad kickings, obviously bad football, but still got over the line. And um, Morty Luck, they had all single goal kickers. The best for Morty Luck was Margulio, Semmel and Bastian. And for Cheltenham, McTaggart up forward, who kicked three. I think he's kicked ten in two games now. Yep. And the best for Cheltenham, obviously best on ground, was Barclay, Dylan Weichart and Hayes. So um, Cheltenham had a couple out yesterday and Morty had a few out. Good game. Uh, I wasn't a... It was a good game for both teams, but for a spectator point of view, yep. it wasn't flush footy. But anyway, both teams move on. And next week, Cheltenham play St Kilda City at home, mm-hmm. and Morty like travel to Hyatt. Well, there you go. Mm. Yeah, very good. Well, at least you got the W in the end. Well, that's it. Yeah, you got the that's four points. That's amazing for you and the home of football. Bentley, next game. back on the winning track, 9-6-60, defeated Hyatt, 8-5-53 in a, wow. a close game. Best... Oh. For Bentley was Smart, Lewin and Ferns and Chopbeck kicking three, Lewin with two, Sutherland with two. They recruit from the Yarram Football Club. Yep. And for Hyatt, Ed Turner kicking three, Swift up forward kicking two, Jackson with two and the best was Gaunt, Jackson and Singh. That was a close game, only two goals down at yeah. three-quarter time Hyatt and tried to peg him back at the end. But good to see Bentley back on the winning track without yeah. Jed Lamb. Yeah, yeah. Well, we heard about what happened to him. He's mm. now suffered an injury. Yeah, be nice to see how he gets monitored now. To what he's going to do with yeah. both clubs. Interesting to see whether or not he ends up playing the select amount of games he's able to play well, for Bentley. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a watching act. But uh, Hyde as well. Good to see them playing competitive football against oh. Bentley. You know, well coached by Sammy Hecker. They're yeah. young. He's picked yeah. up a couple of players, and they've come up from Div Two. And so. yeah, there's a jump. You know mm. what I mean? And obviously, last week they played Dingley and they found out what Div One was Welcome all to about. One. But um, yeah, yeah well, they just got to try and stay afloat. Win some games and they're mm. back at home next week. They're the first three games at home. Yeah. So not a, ah. not a bad draw. But yeah, they'll well, be all right. They'll, they'll, they'll be there. Haven't disgraced Competitive? themselves. No, they're the not. Main thing. Port Melbourne Colts. Yeah. Here we go. Out at Murphy Reserve. 11-12-78. Defeated St. Paul 7-7-49. For Port Colts, Della Labira back in the team. The Ruckman with two. Harley with two. Max Mitchell Russell back in the team with two. DeLuca on ball. A gun player this by Carl. Mm-hmm. Over from the Waffle. He yep. kicked two. The best was... Um, Sundergeld, Bennett, Bonnet's high Bonnet, Bonnet, good to see in DeLuca. And for St. Paul's, Muller up four with four. And four. the best was Herb Street, Clark, and Monday. So Murphy Reserve, they're hard yeah. to beat there. They play their home ground well, tight and congested, and will not let teams run and spread. Bit of a fortress uh, that is. Down yep. there. And when the grandstand's rebuilt too, the pavilion is going to be even better. At the Peanut Farm yesterday, St Kilda City, 15-10-100, defeated Oakley District, 7-9-51 for St Kilda City. Carroll with five, Green with four. The best for the city was Perry O'Hare, Vargas, Perry and Carroll. And for Oakley Districts, Jake Carousello has had a good season so far. Mm. Son of the coach, Dom, kicking two. And the best for Oakley Districts was Carousello, Russo and Brody Hoddick down back. So good win to St Kilda City. They've got a few injuries at the moment, but yeah. a tough ground to play at the Peanut Farm. Definitely. City play their ground well. Mm. And they beat I, East Malvern there the other week. They've got the club rooms open there now. Yeah, new Kilda rooms, City, yeah. Which is good. Yep. No, they're, they're up, and a, uh, up and about, but mm. yeah, they're um, they're hard to beat at the Peanut Farm. New coach Rick Bean will be happy Rick's, with yeah, that Rick's, result too. Rick's going well, and again, they've got a few blokes on VFL list and a few injuries, but again, you just got to make do with what you put out on the park on a Saturday afternoon. Good to see Toby Green's brother kicking a couple of yeah. goals there. Yeah, they've got a few different for Jesse Firebrace, so very good. That's really good. Good result for them. Well, out of the village cool. yesterday. Wow. East Malvern, haven't they? He's turned their season around. Dingley, 6 14 50. Oh, God. We're defeated by East Malvern, 14 13 97. Goal kickers for Dingley was Pete with two, and yep. for, and their best players were Danny Aids, Pete, and Hard. And for East Malvern, Highwood with four. Bristow with three, Hall with two, Palsty with two, and the best was Liam Sumner, by all reports, part off a halfback length. 
BOG. Guess who got in the best again for him? Chris Carey, uh-huh. best ruckman in the comp, just yeah. dominant. And um, Bristow, so a very good win by Smolvin out at um, Dingley yesterday. Is he going to be involved in interleague, Carey? Yeah, he was a training on Wednesday good. night. Yeah, good, yeah. Good no, they got a good buy in Amelie Smolvin. So good to hear. A very good win. So we look at the ladder. All right, uh, let's have a quick look at the ladder because it is past midday and we've got to get oh, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fly through Dingley on Dingley on top, Mordialek second, Cheltenham third, St Paul's fourth, East Malvern fifth, City sixth, Bentley seventh, Port Colts eight, Oakley District ninth, and Hyde are tenth. There you go. How about that? All done. And St Paul's done. plays Malvern next week. Oh, wow, that's going to be one to watch, mm. isn't it? Yep. Hey, uh, Wayne, we're done and dusted for another week. Is that went quick. Donners is back next week. He will be back. And uh, are you going to join us again next week? Yeah, I mean, I reckon I'll be in the next two weeks, hopefully. Okay, well, that's yep. good. Yeah, we well, look, good. look forward to having you back again uh, next week as well, Wayne. And are you going to journey down to Linton Street a little later on? No. No? I'm going to listen to it on the radio today. All right, beautiful. Yeah. Good on you. I go to Linton Street enough during the week, so... You probably do, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> good to have you in again, mate. Thanks for coming Always. by, and uh, good to talk some local footy with you. This has been the Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Stay tuned to some great Australian music in the next couple of hours, and from 2pm we'll bring you the big match of the day between Sandringham and Frankston. Until next Sunday morning, I've been Carl Bianco. Wayne Fuller's been across the other side of the desk this morning. Enjoy your football and we'll see you next Sunday morning from 10.30.